Welcome. Too many jams listeners. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. It's too many jams with your host, Robbie Davidson, and yours truly, Travis McKenna. What are we all about, Robbie? A show about all things 20-year-olds. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those topics that seem to leave our age group lost and confused. Um, that fired me up. <laughs> uh, Robbie Davidson, where are you right now? Uh, currently, I am not in the studio. I am downtown. Where are you at? Uh, I'm at my house. So... How are we making this happen right now? Um, because we're talking on the phone? Yes. It's amazing technology these days, what you can do. We're not even in the same room. That's the magic of technology, and that's also a great segue to, uh, to our guest today. Yeah. Who was our guest? Uh, Blake Fly, uh, one of our good friends. Really cool story about how uh, I got connected with him. But Blake Fly is an author, a speaker, and an all-around cool guy. He's been featured everywhere. He's, he's spoken uh, probably hundreds he's, of times. He's spoken for TEDx numerous times. His work has been featured on City TV, CBC, and the National News. And this is all due to Blake's interesting approach on gratitude and appreciation so it's not one you want to miss and uh, we hope you enjoy it yeah without further ado let's uh let's get into it holy shit i hate those guys somebody help these twins it's time to figure it out ricky don't touch me don't fucking touch me you know what? I'm not even going to try to say your last name. Okay. We're joined by Blake. Flyshacker. Flyshacker. I just learned it that one. Yeah. You just learned your last name? Yeah, I'm getting used to the spelling and everything. Yeah, it takes, takes a while, eh? Yeah. I just, yeah, I like Blake Fly. Me too. It works. I mean, that's what you go by all the yes, time. Yes, yeah. Right? And we were just talking to Blake. Uh, we'll get into uh, everything in this episode, but we were just talking to Blake. Uh, he was actually went to Western as well, so did Robbie and I, and he worked as res managers in uh, the building at least I lived in, and we were getting into some stories about what that was like. So you were there for seven, you said in res for seven years? Yeah, a student for four, and then I got a big boy job for three more, so seven years. So, so wait, did you live off campus, or were Never. you an RA the whole time, like while uh, you were in school? I was a first then, year, and then an RA the whole time as yeah. a student, and then I... Got a job after staying in res, and my logic was, I can live in a house the rest of my life. So yeah. I stayed in res. <laughs> I I would I don't blame you. I I uh, I had a hard time leaving London myself, and you must put up with a lot of shenanigans. Yeah, like the, I know I got up to a lot of shenanigans. Yep. So definitely you you had to put up with that. I did, but it was a good part of it because people don't go to university to purposely cause harm necessarily they're just like figuring it out yeah i remember the first night i spent in university i had a wheelie chair and so like we just wheeled up and down the halls in our chairs and like threw a frisbee around didn't realize that that was not ideal <laughs> as a community member so it's just like letting people know hey we're living with a couple hundred other people so let's just be aware of what that leads to <laughs> so you you were a good balanced manager like you definitely let them have their fun and so like I, let's yeah paint, i can let's see you a, being the cool let's paint a picture let's see what he would have done in in our scenario 
uh, that I, trouble we got this into in good. first year. This is good. Um, so we lived in a res that you actually managed the year after you managed it. Yeah. And we live with a floor staff member. And I said this in our first podcast that we actually, he was uh, a very nice this. guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he like the first day he's like, I get it. I work here. I want you guys to do whatever, you know, I want you guys to just treat it like college. If you guys want to have a drink or two, you know, maybe I'm cool with weed, it. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. And we're, we're like, Okay, <laughs> he regretted that. Like we, we really pushed it to the limits. We pushed it to the limits. Um, I was respectful. I think. Uh, I think. My, I'm gonna blame my roommates on that one. But um, so our residents didn't have uh, a cafeteria. Yeah. So we had to go to Elgin, and we had a lot of friends in Elgin, which was across the street. But uh, the university tried to stop res to res hopping after okay. hours. And yeah. uh, so they set up tables at the front of the res to screen people to make sure you're a member of that res. And if it wasn't dinner time or the snack bar wasn't open, you shouldn't be there because yeah. we know you're going to come to party. Yeah. But our friends are in that one. So we would figure out creative ways to get in. We'd climb through windows. You know, we'd, uh, <laughs> we'd, people would open fire escapes and then they caught on to that. So yeah. we're like, let's just go up to the front desk, bob and weave, run in. There's no way they'll get us, right? <laughs> So obviously, uh, the three of us walk in there. You know, we're a little lubricated. Yeah. And uh, the front desk is there. It's just, again, like you said, people either working as students or recently graduated. Like, hey, right. what's going on? Yeah. And we're like, hey, woo, I run by. My buddy uh, hops the table hurdle style. My <laughs> other buddy obviously messes that up, takes out one of the girls. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Like bad. Ooh. Um, takes her out. Uh, no hopping way. the table, yes. And uh, we uh, we obviously, I didn't see any of that because I, I just ran by. Like, yeah. no drama. Right. Another friend You're in the lead. Athletically hurdled. <laughs> and I didn't see this one guy just <laughs> farm that entrance entirely, knock over a, a girl. So we get in. We think it's all good. The night goes on. We know people are looking. We get back to our residence the next day. Obviously, emails. Yes. There's cameras. Right. They know who we you were are. identified. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we, we were going to deny, like, because we didn't know about the cameras and stuff. We're like, they're just bluffing. There's yeah. no way they have us. Um, <laughs> and I didn't, my friend was like, yeah, like, it said in the email, like, that someone got knocked over and, like, this is a big deal. Right. And we're like, oh, crap. Like, we could be in trouble. So they called us in for individual interviews one by one. Yeah. You know, you know yeah, the whole yeah, tricks. Yeah. And, uh, to isolate the variables. Obviously, my one friend that was, my one roommate that was going in first was, like, the one who is a little less sturdy when it comes to being interrogated and, like, less less good on his feet. <laughs> this is how it worked out. And me and my other roommate were in his ear. We're like, you, if you break, you crack. We're, we're so done with you, dude. We're like, if you give up one thing, like, we, we talked to him so hard. We're like, I'm not going to give it up. He's not going to give it up. You going first. You're going to give this up. Someone gives it up. We it's, know it's going to be you. We know it's going to be you. And so we, we got in his head so much about it. Obviously, he went in first. He comes out. And we're like looking at him, like waiting what's going on. He uh, he cracked. And he's like, he, he cried in there. And it was so bad. He's like uh -oh. trying to explain to us that they had us all on camera. And like this wasn't like an interrogation to see if we did it. It was a panel to see what they're going to do with us. Like they already had us dead to rights. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he like, he, he held out as long as he could being like, no, it wasn't me. They're like, no, like you don't get it. Like we know it's you. Like, he's like, he, he didn't want to break because we were so in his head. And he finally broke down. It was pretty funny because when we went in, we we're like, oh, I guess it's all good. Yeah, it was us. And they're like, yeah, we just want to make sure this doesn't happen again. And like your one friend could be in trouble for knocking over that girl. But like, so the first guy that went in, obviously, like, was like trying to fight it so hard. But <laughs> what would you do in that scenario? Us three guys, someone got bowled over. 
we're coming in thinking we're all coy, gonna play like I didn't know what happened. What's up? Yeah. What did you ever handle something like that? Oh, plenty of times. Not that specific one, obviously. But for me, I always thought it was just like we're sharing stories. So because I'm there, I'm the manager, I'm behind the desk. People think like, oh, this guy's gonna bust me, just because of the nature of the job. Really, it's just like come on in, we're gonna have a conversation, which in itself is kind of freaky because it's like going to the principal's office. But it's just, tell me what happened. It's like, tell me your story. <laughs> and then I just listen, I just hang out. I'm like, oh wow, okay, cool. And then I just sort of share what I know about the story already. And then we kind of just cross-reference our stories and then we sort of like identify, oh, but huh, because that's weird because in this part, this person was knocked over, but in this part, there was no person. And this, so really, it's just like you stay in a conversation long enough until they're like, Was every kid just like us, like being like, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Deny, deny, deny. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not too far removed yeah. either, right? Like, no. You're a year or two out, right? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you were doing the same stuff a couple years ago. Yes. Or- <laughs> It was very chill. They were actually very, like, my one friend was like, listen, I obviously did not mean to hit this girl. Right. I totally messed up the entrance. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So he had to, like, write a, he had to write an apology letter to her. Yep. Yeah. Well, it also just comes down to community, right? Like, if you live in a building with hundreds of other people, it's just a matter of, like, okay, what do we need here so that we can get along, have a good time, no one's, like, getting messed up too hard. So then... If it comes to people's attention, it's like, well, <laughs> that was a pretty obvious one. Like yeah. someone just knocked over someone at the door. <laughs> Knocking over people. So, right? like you sort yeah. of deal with that because it's so obvious. But the ones that are subtle, it's like if nothing's causing harm, like people live their lives. It's like right now as we're hanging out doing this podcast, there are people in this building that we are in. Maybe they're doing stuff that's like not cool. Mm-hmm. But if no one else is getting bothered, hey live and let live yeah let them do their thing we have no idea so it it was this whole experience and i'm sure you got tons of stories but because we're on a time crunch um we'll maybe see if we can fit them in at the end but this it was this whole experience at school i remember when i saw you talk that you kind of said led you down your career path you're like i really enjoy working with this demographic you're like i get it like it's such a it's such a crucial point in time and you had a, a good way of dealing with it that you eventually got into what you do now if you yeah. want to tell us a little bit about that yeah, so I used to live in residence for a long time, as we've been talking about. And my favorite part of that world is that so many people are living in residence for one year at this really cool turning point in life. It's an awesome time. You meet people, you have parties, you get along, you learn stuff, you stress out. It goes great, it goes poorly. Like There's so much that happens when you're in your first year of university away from home. And so I thought, well, this is such a critical time. And some people get it right. Some people really screw it up. I kind of was somewhere in the middle, like academically I blew it, but emotionally I had a great experience and socially I met a lot of people. So I just figured after my career on residence, maybe I could like go to other colleges, other universities and just greet all the new students and just share stories, share ideas, like welcome them to campus and help them start more likely on a positive foot than if they otherwise didn't hear these things. And it's not like, get great grades bah! it's more hey when you graduate you're gonna miss this place yeah. and you're probably not gonna realize mm-hmm. that until you graduate so let's just deal with that now like you're going to miss this when it's over so just take it all in 
starting today because you just got here? So after being a res manager, that's that's what you started doing, going around to these schools and doing these talks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no one told us that. And a lot of people, when they're in school, they're like, I wanna get out of here. And like, this is so awful exams. And when you look back at it, that wasn't us. I was like, stay in school, this is great. Like I knew it was good, luckily. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of these people are like, oh, this sucks. And they get out and they realize that real life sucks. University is a treat. Yeah. Like enjoy it. Yeah. No one was saying that to us when we got there. Right. They're like, four years of hard work. It was not hard work. Yeah. Nothing compares to the real world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. You have, you have no idea. It's like, what other time in your life are you going to be surrounded by so many of your friends going out to the same bars every night, like going- Living on your own. Living on your own. Seeing people nonstop. It's unreal. It's like, it's the, it's the best. You know, life's easy. Yeah. When it's you're in school. So Relatively. Good. Relatively. Yeah. Yeah. So these, these, speaks, these uh, speeches were going, like they're well received or like what kind of happened there? Yeah, like I did that eight years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. And so since then, that's still like a big part of my world and my work, but it's diversified a little bit. So now I kind of share similar themes with students in high schools and elementary schools. And then now it's evolved doing more work with like companies and entrepreneurs around, yeah, running your own business can suck. And it's amazing. So like, let's go there. And yeah, elementary school can be tricky, but it can also be amazing. Let's go there. So it's... It's not putting sunshine over everything saying, focus on the good stuff. It's, look, this is going to move quick and then it's going to be done and then it's over. So let's just acknowledge what we appreciate about this now and the people that you're around. Because when you guys lived on campus together, yeah, you've kept up a friendship, but it's short term that you can live 20 feet from your best friend for like a year. (laughs) It's amazing. And then as you grow up, it's like you get two, three hangouts annually because you have to make plans and meet up and get in cars, maybe get on airplanes. But that is what has transpired from speaking is it started with speeches to uh, college students. Now it's kind of everyone around. How can you appreciate yourself? How can you appreciate others? And how can you appreciate the time in life you're in and like the work you're doing at this time? And also the people in it. Like that's how I know Blake. It was actually Robbie's dad who brought me out to one of Blake's talks he does this thing called new year's evolutions where a little bit before new year's like about a month and a half before new year's he he brought uh everyone together any kind of you kind of explain this concept but in a lot more detail obviously yeah mm-hmm. um and you give examples you show how you do it day to day and in fact me as a business owner i ended up signing up for his consultations uh 90 day consultations in the new year and that's how yeah we're here it's a crazy turn of events yeah but appreciation this is a good way to transition into it appreciation is kind of your thing now you took that appreciation for university and you said okay let's apply it to everyone or, or like uh every environment but also like person to person and see how it benefits your life yeah and it had crazy effects for you and now you're kind of showing people how you do that mm-hmm. and i wanted to talk about like this podcast about 20 year olds I want to talk about you know what this kind of appreciation thing is on a high level to introduce them to it the same way you kind of introduce me at New Year's Evolutions you know kind of how you introduce a concept to people like me when you when they ask you yeah well I mean for 20 year olds the reason a big reason why I even got into this is because when I was in first year university so I was like 19 at the last day of exams I was sitting on a bench having a snack being like yeah finished first year. <laughs> 
and these two girls ran up to me and they said, can you take our picture in front of the library? Weldon. Yeah. And I was like, sure. Oh, why? And they were so frantic. And they said, we just wrote our last exam of university ever. And we were up last night, not studying. We were up bawling to each other because we realized we're done now. Like it's over. And we didn't even take pictures of this place. So they were literally running around campus taking photos in front of everything, like photos in front of these trees, photos in front of the library, photos just so they didn't forget the place that was so amazing and influential for four years of their life. And so for 20-year-olds, appreciation sounds kind of like, okay, uh, it's not really mandatory. I don't really do it in school. Really, it's just the same thing about these two students who literally ran up frantic because it was ending and they failed to appreciate what was going on while they were there. They only wedged in their appreciation for this chapter of their lives in like the final day. Yeah. Which is common. I mean, we don't really appreciate people that are important to us unless there's a turning point in life or this like tragic point in life. That's why grads, there's speeches and weddings, there's speeches and funerals, there's speeches. Otherwise, we don't really think of going out of our way to say what's going well and tell people the impact they've had on us unless these turning points or tragic points happen or some event gets hosted for the purpose of appreciating the people in your life. Yeah, that's super cool. And I remember from the event as well, the, the one the one story that kind of stuck with me was when you were talking, when you introduced Peter, uh, like Peter Katz. Yeah. And I thought that was the coolest story ever about how it all sort of connect, or actually it wasn't, it wasn't you, it was Peter that told the story yeah. about how things sort of all came full circle. Yeah. And uh, it, it was super neat. Do you want, do you want to just sort of touch on that, how that came about as well yeah for sure i mean peter katz is a great friend of mine now he's an awesome musician and has albums and tours and all that and i first learned about the guy because i saw him perform at a conference i was at and i heard his music and thought uh that music's awesome uh i want to be his friend uh i play guitar but this guy's like famous Mm. and i just own a guitar yeah (laughs) so i thought how do i tell this guy that i appreciated his music but not freak him out and he's also got a long line of people who want to talk to him. I don't really want to wait in line. So I got a napkin and just wrote a thank you note to Peter for the music that he had just played and how it made an impact on me as another musician, as a dude who's just like traveling around giving presentations and performances. So I wrote the thank you note on the napkin, gave it to Peter when he was at his merchandise table. And then I took a photo of it so I could keep the napkin. But that napkin stood out from all other 2,000 people at the event because no one else gave him a napkin, but a lot of other people went up to him saying, oh, that was awesome, like, that was great. So I love using appreciation to sincerely thank people, but frankly, also as a cool way to stand out and make connections and form relationships because most people don't lead with a thank you because it's kind of odd. But really, if like... I was impacted by you walking by me on the street, maybe because you had like a cool bicycle and I thought, I want that bike and I've been inspired by that guy's bike. I could literally thank you for the fact that I might now go make a physical fitness decision (laughs) simply because you just rode by. Well, that was the thing that was surprising to me and that's why I eventually signed up for it is you were saying that appreciation is unique. 
you're like it only lines up on these big points he's like you can actually stand out you can be the unique person talking to all these people by just doing something that you're probably already doing internally if you're a good-hearted person like when we have our one-on-ones you're saying you're probably already appreciating these people like the work they do or something they've made and you're like all i'm telling you to do is take that step and actually be like hey I'm genuinely appreciating you for what you did yeah. instead of waiting for times that are kind of general and then you blend in and you're it's like oh great song I loved your song or whatever you're like hey man I just want to say one thing your music really moved me and I just want to say to me and my wife listen or my fiance listen to it all the time and thanks yeah and if you can keep doing that thank you so much Blake yeah it's it's so true. It's the off times when people aren't expecting it. If you vocalize yeah. your appreciation or you're thankful or you uh, you enjoyed something that someone did for them, it's mm-hmm. it's taken much more to heart than yeah. and like you said, other points when you just kind of blend in when it's, it's you sort of feel like you have to. It's taking that university example that he just gave and applying it to relationships. Any situation you get into, whether it's networking, meeting people, listening to cool music, going to events anything like your friends your family your job the people you work with like think about where you actually are be present and and it was thoughtfulness as you said and that's why i went through your programs because i was like this is something i i identify with and i use all the time and i'm looking for a unique way to connect with people because i'm not that sales guy i'm not that in your face guy i don't i'm not comfortable with that and that's what you said at the talk as well you're like i am not comfortable this is my way of reaching these people. And yeah. I found that it works. Yeah. And that's how you have a business consulting division now. Because you're like, it works in, I thought it just worked at university. And then I realized it worked in all these different areas. And yeah. now I realize it works in every area. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a lightning bolt. Like I've been hired to give over a thousand individual presentations. And I think I've made like 20 cold calls. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> and it's because I'm terrified of cold calls. So I just like... How do I appreciate people genuinely right out of the gates as a way to lead the the relationship? And it's so that, it's fun. Yeah, and that's part of your approach to landing these clients that uh, like where you go speak and everything, schools and stuff. You yeah. that's what you lead with. Yeah, like know. there was one gig that I ended up doing like 20 presentations over maybe four years because I went to Queen's University in grade 10 as like a little mini Pretender University that, course. That, that seeds in residence? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's great I did that in grade 10. And I thought, oh, maybe that could be a thing I speak at. But I didn't have any connections there. So I went on the website and I wrote them a thank you note for the impact that seeds had on me when I was 15 years old. I was 25 at the time that I wrote this. So I wrote all these things that impacted me from seeds, this program. And in, in there, I included like, now I'm giving speeches to other students and like I probably wouldn't have even thought of that had I not seen some speakers at Seeds in the past. So they can put two and two together. And then after that, the response was one, thanks. Two, can we use this as a testimonial for our program? Three, do you want to come speak to our students? And it was a sincere thank you because I thought, oh, that was a big impact on me. And then I just told them. Whereas oftentimes we think of who we're thankful for, but we don't thank the people we're thankful for. 
it's that's what blew my mind. I was like, it's such a simple concept. And what was great about you is you had an example for almost every situation. Like anytime someone was like, oh yeah, but what about this? You're like, well, you know, to be honest, I had that situation in my life and I did this. And it was all those different stories that people started to realize that you can literally do this anywhere, anytime about any situation. And I remember even one story uh, you tell me about like, your car you appreciated your car publicly <laughs> like <your laughs> old used car like he had a I, 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 i'll paraphrase the story but in fact you know what do you want to do you want to just do it because yeah be- sure um i had a mazda 3 that was my first car loved it hatchback we did so much together and when i sold it like i got sentimental i'm like this is my first car so i thought oh, i'll take a photo of it and like frame it i was like no i'll make a little video actually I'm going to make a legit video. So I hired a, a production <laughs> crew and I arranged a deal. I'm like, I don't know how much money, like, but here's the concept. Are, do you think this is fun? Like, you want to do it? <laughs> and so I paid like 1500 bucks. So it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't like tons of cash. So I gave them 1500 bucks to film this video of me hanging out for a day with my Mazda. <laughs> and it was like, we went on a car ride. I had like a picnic in a field beside my car. I was like playing guitar beside the car. We were at the gas station together. We filmed this whole thing. And that's what I put on Facebook to sell the car. It was like a story about the car and that I wanted the car to find an awesome new owner. That's so and, cool. And then I, I ended it this. with thank you Mazda. And then I sent it to Mazda. And then I got on the radar of Mazda's marketing team because no one sends the company a thank you like that. So <laughs> they, appreciation that rare. You know so, what I mean? It's so, ridiculous. So what rare. ended up happening once Mazda? Well, I screwed it up because Mazda, they called me after pretending they were interested in buying my car on Kijiji. They pretended like they were just a customer? Yeah. They pretended to kind of search me out. Like, is this guy sketchy or what? Turns out, I got the call from the guy. He's like, uh, I'm actually not interested. I work at Mazda and marketing. Um, we love this video. It's super cool. Wondering, have you bought yourself a new car? And I said, yeah, I bought a Nissan. And like, it was done. <laughs> he just, Over. Just, no. Did he pretty much just hang up at that point? Pretty much. He's like, oh. <laughs> like, I might have. He might have got a free Mazda out of that. Got a car. If you or just, wow. I don't know. But if you had waited just another week to buy the car. But you had bought a Nissan. So it's yes. like. You would have had to honestly blew it. Yeah, honestly blew it, and I, oh, that would have been a tough one too. And I was, my guard was down. It's like, oh, have you have you bought a new car? Yeah, I bought a Nissan. Ah, jeez, yeah. <laughs> thinking. But really, any situation that involves relationships, I genuinely believe appreciation can make bad things better and good things great. Like, people could throw a thousand scenarios at me. I'm like, all right, let's do it. We can find a way to sincerely appreciate this and make it work. Yeah, like you're you're not shy about saying like I get it. Like when I when I come to you for the business consultations, I'm like, listen, I got these people I work with, and there's a scenario where yeah, I might I might want a result, but it's an honest result. It's a good result for both parties, and I'm just looking for a way to reach them on a, on a common level. Yeah, and you're and you're like, well, there's a way to be genuine about it. That's the most important thing. It's not like sales tactics where it's like convince this person manipulate like put flash and dash in there you're like no there's a way to be genuine with this person that will create a connection and it's that connection that leads to everything once people feel the genuine human to human stuff 
that's when you say, okay, you've got past that initial barrier and sales is easy after that. It's just, I like you, you like me, like what yeah. do you do? Oh, you do speaks, speeches? <laughs> yeah. You do speaks? <laughs> like I could definitely help you out. Or like, you know what I mean? It's that relationship mm-hmm. where the business really gets done. Whereas when you manipulate and you do sales, it feels not genuine. And that's what I liked about this. And that's why I signed up. Hmm. Thanks, man. Um, so you're doing appreciation talks. Um, yeah. what's what's next for you know speaking and stuff after like are you gonna keep going down this path of uh, I mean it's I mean it's it's going it's going well yeah. for you right yeah but, it's going uh, well what's, like where does this lead to next uh, for me in the next phase of life the plan is to like have a family in the next few years so I'm trying to think of how to keep speaking but also do additional ways of of impacting people and growing the business. So I'm doing more online things like you, Travis, experienced. And I love community building. Again, the residence thing. It's like we're living in community. So the next thing for me is I noticed with that accelerator program is some people said like it was cool, but they would have loved more accountability. And they loved how like they kind of felt appreciated in the experience. So the next thing that I'm up to is working with entrepreneurs. Um, I watched that video, by the oh, way, did that you, you sent me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It looked very cool. Yesterday. Yeah. Yes. So it's basically like another piece to appreciation of, okay, entrepreneurs, that's my peer group right now. We often work alone. We sometimes procrastinate. And it's although you work for yourself, it often means you work by yourself. It's mm-hmm. kind of lonely. So the next thing is something that I've called Project Finished. And it's a community of entrepreneurs who are literally going to just hop online at the same time and finish a project like that's it it's just working with other people on the internet because otherwise you're going to work by yourself and maybe procrastinate and make excuses so 5 30 a.m to 7 a.m every weekday for a month i'm going to be online with other entrepreneurs who are going to just pick a project and do it this one guy he's literally just doing his taxes this other person <laughs> they're they're starting to write a book uh someone else they want to try meditation so they're going to just like be silent while we're hanging out during our project finish time for a month. So that for me is like, okay, we've got speeches and I'll always do that. But this is a way to stay home a bit more, still reach my peer community of entrepreneurs. I'll do more work. They'll do more work and we'll all benefit from feeling appreciated because like, hey, we've got people the moment we roll out of bed and start doing our thing. Yeah, this is just as beneficial for you. Yeah. And uh, like like good accountability project, you big know, time. To, to be oh yeah, I, like, I got stuff, stuff to finish as well. As yeah, the it's whole group, scary right? for me. I'm like, yeah. why did I build this? And I <laughs> built it because I will finish things I otherwise would not have finished. You're also very good at picking. Um, I gotta give you this compliment. You're good at picking catchy titles for things that make a lot of sense. Oh yeah, like the the accelerator or like your. Uh, New Year's evolutions. First of all, let's start with that. Instead of you know, yeah. instead of resolutions, and then mm-hmm. you made it thank you. So yeah. the branding on his cards for this accelerator was like the word thank, and then you like university. So mm-hmm. like Boston U or whatever. So it's like thank you. It's a university about appreciation. That's immediately yeah. what I thought. Yeah, a great yeah. title. Um, <laughs> but uh, and that sounds really cool. And you you always have cool stuff on the go. And you're a career entrepreneur. And I do want to get into that because this whole thing is about also life design. And I'm sure mm. there's people out there that have cool ideas that want to consider speaking. Yeah. But before we get into that, I want to make sure that maybe we left listeners with a couple examples for like things that 20 year olds might be going through right now. Mm. Like maybe situations like networking. Yeah. 
uh, going to these events that are very dry or, or yeah. you know, like meeting people, interviews. I, I got some other things on the list. Stuff, general things to do when you've like connected with someone you think is cool, like right. I, we've talked about. Dating. <laughs> dating even. Like yeah. if, if there's some if there's some specific ways that you could show how you've applied appreciation to these scenarios so that the listeners get an idea that this concept isn't just about listening to exactly what you do and then doing that it's taking yeah. reference from your situations and finding a way to create a way that feels comfortable for you to do the same in your life sure i mean for 20 year olds i'm thinking even myself when i was 20 big things it was like making friends uh getting jobs uh going out with people like I didn't date a bunch of girls, but just like dating was a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, so some practical things, even for networking, like I always carry thank you cards or if I don't, I look for things I can use. Like my friend Peter Katz, the musician, I had no cards on me. So I had a napkin and I wrote him a note. I don't really have business cards because I'm a procrastinator and I forget to make them. <laughs> but <laughs> I have these thank you cards and for 20 year olds, people going through the 20s, like if you were to just carry post-it notes even in your pocket, you go to some networking event on campus or around town or whatever and you see like a cool speaker or you see someone who like they were in the brochure and you're like, that person's a baller. Wow, I'm impressed by that person. Okay, get a post-it note out of your pocket, write a little thank you note about like, hey, I read about your thing in the brochure. I love how you said that you traveled the world through your 20s and learned a lot and now you built a business. My name is Blake. We've never met before, but just thought I'd say, instead of thinking that was impressive, I felt moved by what you wrote. We might never meet, but here you go. Take a picture of that piece of paper, email it to that person because you're going to be able to find their contact on the internet. Or if they're at the event, go up to them like, hey, we've never met. This might be kind of weird. I wrote you this thank you note. My name is Blake. Thanks for being here tonight. And then you dip. <laughs> and then they're like, whoa, who is this person? Because no one else has done that all night. I guarantee it, unless I'm there. Unless yeah. you're there. <laughs> well, okay, that's the thing. And as, as the type of people we are, this is foreign to us. Like the idea of being vulnerable like that. Yeah. Initially, I was like, oh, I don't know about these post-it notes. And if you if you think about what he's saying, uh, and you're and you think about it like, okay, I'm going to go to a networking event and I'm going to do that in order to get whatever and sell him stuff. You're missing the point. Yeah. It's about generally appreciating someone and finding a thoughtful way of connecting with them. Blake's method is post-it notes. You might find a different method, or if you want to do that just to get comfortable, cool. But it's about yeah. genuine thoughtfulness. When the thought comes in your mind, whether you see a video of someone. Uh, you send it along. You say, hey, this made me think of you. Like, that's a real concept here. Like, when he sends emails, Blake sends me an email, it'll include a video. Or sometimes he'll put a voice note in the message, and it's about uniqueness. It's about being like, hey, Trav, like, really liked what you said last session. I like that part about this. You know, it actually connects with me. And we yeah. think this stuff a lot. We appreciate what people say a lot, but we don't send that thoughtful message out in a, in a, in a way that reaches them. Yeah. And that's all you're saying to do. It's like not rocket science at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just about as much being unique, you know, in these, in these thankful, uh, being appreciative and stuff and, Uniqueness I, and, and thoughtfulness. And yeah. I, I know, I know with myself personally, when I, uh, j just sort of an example, like when I, when I used to perform up at camp, at campfires, playing songs and stuff. And uh, sometimes I go up, I mean, a lot of the time I go up there and shit the bed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, but, but like I, I pushed myself to do it because I, I thought it was good just to like get that practice under my belt. But but anyways, you know, the odd time that 
someone would come up to me afterwards and be like, wow, that was great up there. I really enjoyed that song. It made an impact for yeah. sure. And uh, you re you recognize it. It's it's very... Uh, it Thoughtfulness on its own is unique and that's what you're yes. saying. And just finding a medium to get through the noise because there's a lot of not genuine responses where the people hanging around the speaker are like, okay, I got to do business with this guy. Yeah. Uh, I got to get in there. Yo, man, my name's Trav. Take my card. Like, right. A lot of people not finding a genuine way to reach them. Yeah. Your unique forms of communication are just ways of isolating your message because it's a genuine one and mm -hmm. they'll see that whatever yeah. medium you use yeah uh like you've shown me ones about like reaching out to artists on instagram yeah and, and like as an example i remember you were like oh like i just reached out to this guy yesterday because you were helping me reach out to people cold on instagram that yep. i appreciated yeah and i wanted to work with and and you're like yeah i just sent him this message it was like a really thoughtful one about how his album like affected you in certain ways and yep. how you use it in certain scenarios and it was just amazing and uh, a few days later you actually sent me his response and he was like dude wow i i you don't know how much this means to me as an artist to hear this like yeah. oh you did this recently mm -hmm. yeah He's like, next yeah. time you come to town, let's. Now let's we're like bros. Yeah, this is from like a, a single message. Another pop from a DM. From a DM. Yeah. I can bring no it way. up. I could literally like read the thing. Uh, can you can you say who the musician is? Uh, no, because no. <laughs> we've only had one message, but I can find it. It's crazy. And um, what was I gonna say? I, I am after this. I am curious to see your take on dating as well. I have no idea how to how you apply these concepts. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just go there now because yeah, that's super relevant. Um, I don't know if I can find this. Oh, oh, I just found it, and then someone just sent me a message, so I think it's disappearing. Here we go. Okay, here, and then we'll get into the dating thing as the as the finale. But so this guy's name is Jake Scott. I heard his song on Spotify in like Discover Weekly. Yeah. So I just hit Discover Weekly. I listened to a song I'm like, oh, that's a good song. And because it's 2018 at the time of this recording, I look at the name of the artist. Oh, okay. I go to Instagram. Oh, found the person. Like it's so easy to find people. It's ridiculous. So then I click on the guy and I'm thinking as I'm hearing the music, like I'm getting married this summer and the song was called uh, Love is the Tuesdays. It's just about like, yo, like love isn't this like, epic amazing thing and it's not this like garbage brutal sadness it's like tuesdays when you're like grocery shopping and mm -hmm. it's just day-to-day -day life makes sense to you. it, really it makes sense it totally you. struck and so yeah. i'm thinking this song's awesome this song is impacting me this song is impacting me at a time that is super relevant this guy wrote the song probably in his bedroom wondering i hope someone likes this song <laughs> and so i sent him this message and I started with the words this is an Instagram DM Jake here comes a message from a total stranger so like context right like I'm a stranger to the guy and I took a photo of what I wrote in Microsoft Word so it just like visually kind of had some uniqueness and I said again the song's about love is the Tuesdays it said dear Jake from your new friend Blake today was a Tuesday kind of Saturday I was laptoping on some work while sitting on the couch, 10 feet away from my fiance, Emily. I clicked on Spotify's Discover Weekly. The musical gods sent me your song called Tuesdays. That song leveled me at approximately 12.30 p.m. The relationship I share with my fiance has no choice but to now elevate thanks to this song. As a dude preparing for marriage, I am keeping my eyes, ears, and heart open this, these days. Why? 
I want to download the wisdom and the knowledge of men and women who have lessons on love to share. Your song was one of the most powerful lessons to date, and I will be bringing that with me on the wedding day and beyond. If your friend circle is full, I'm not surprised. If you've got openings, let's connect. Thank you, Blake from Toronto, Canada. P.S. Stunning music video. Raw and real, because I saw the video on his Instagram. So I'm just giving the guy so many details on my life as like a fellow human being. Because when he wrote the song, he's hoping someone's going to give a crap. So I said, yo, this is me like giving a crap Mm. and telling you. And then he responded and it just said, Blake, wow, man, honestly, I don't even have words for this. I show this to my wife and she started crying because honestly, this is why I make music in the first place. And I thank you for reminding me of that. It's easy to get distracted by the numbers of things, but your story is the only thing that really holds weight. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. And I'm so excited for y'all. My friend circle is never full enough. Take care, Jake. That's so cool. Bros. Yeah. Like literally I could ask that guy to babysit my dog if I had one. (laughs) I love that. What a perfect example. <laughs> Such a great the day, story. Like, they're, we're all, they're all people. They're, they're all genuine people. When you hit them from a genuine level, the fact that that's unique is strange. But right. it is. Right. No one is doing it. you call it. it out. It's like, yo, this might be kind of out there. I'm just going to say it, though. And not everyone's as comfortable as you are with doing that yet. Yeah. And that's okay. I think it's okay for people to understand that. But you're saying baby steps. And it's yeah. not that hard. It's that took that maybe hard. 10, 15 minutes out of your day. Barely. Like, it took me like four not either yeah because it was just a you, you said it was genuine you didn't have to fabricate that yeah like you're not like oh i want something out of this guy you're like no you send your appreciation out when it comes to you when, when you're like when you're feeling something and it, it's genuine so it doesn't matter if that guy never got back you wouldn't lose a, a minute of sleep because you're happy that you said right it it's like and, it's thanksgiving so like you yeah. give it and then you let it go but oftentimes it comes back like the boomerang effect on a thank you message is pretty ridiculous because it comes back often because people don't get it every day. Like your email inbox gets slammed with to-dos. And then if you get this like, hey, I don't need anything back. I'm just telling you this is something that struck me. People want to respond because yeah. they're like, yo, no one sends me stuff that requires no response. I want to respond. Um, and we can like end on the dating thing briefly because yeah. it might be relevant for the, the listeners. But again, I'm not someone who's like, well, I've dated plenty of it no it's just if you take this concept and apply it to dating sometimes i'm shocked at how much people think in their heads about like oh this person like this guy this girl whereas if you think it and it's not creepy like imagine being at a bar on campus you see someone across the way and it's like whoa that person is so attractive you think that this is bold but what if you were to literally go up to them be like look you might be dating someone. I might get punched for this, but I thought it, so I thought I'd tell you. Like, you're super attractive. Hope your night's awesome. My name's so and so. I'll be over there now. I just I was thinking it, so I'm saying it. Have a great night. Disappear. Like just <laughs> vanish. <laughs> vanish. You drop these like a it's like an appreciation bomb. And then you just <laughs> Yeah. Cause Will that, court. will that person probably think about that interaction for the next 30 seconds? Probably. Most definitely. And if you were to get a piece of paper or a napkin and write that, like, look, I saw you across the bar. You already might be with someone. I get it. I'm thinking this. So if I don't say it, I feel like I might regret it. You're super attractive. 
I think you're great based on the fact that you've just been like really nice to the server. This might be odd and out of the blue, but just thought I'd say it. Have a great night. All the best. My name's Blake. Bye. Like, and then it's a thing with no obligation, no expectation. It's just like, I thought it, so I'm going to say it. Because if that person's with someone, well, you've wrapped it in like... You, you, you're going to think about the opposite, how it's perceived. And yeah. that's why your messages have so much impact. Because you're like, I get how you're seeing this. Right. Though if they're not with someone, that literally might be like, ticket to my love life. Like, who knows? So yes, acknowledging where they're at. It's like... This might be kind of weird. I am a total stranger. Yeah. Maybe you've never received a napkin thank you note from a complete weird. Like, yeah, you, you acknowledge lead with that. that. Yeah. Disclaimers. I, I think it's, again, these are all mini examples. And you did a 90-day seminar with us, and you probably barely broke the surface, as well as a full hour and a half speech with many examples. This was just to kind of introduce our listeners to the concept, because I was... I thought it was really interesting when I heard it too. And if they want to learn, if like if, if they want to learn anything more about it, we can put your details. You know, like your, if you got websites yeah, we'll or add emails, that in. sweet. Um, and obviously, they can stuff. message. Uh, they can chat with any of us about it because I've been through the seminar. Um, and, get, yeah, so go, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I, we may not have tons of time. We have about five minutes left here, uh, but I did want to touch on your career a little bit. Um, maybe if we could package it to like something like, you know, if you're going to go into a career of speaking and, you know, consulting and stuff like that, a little, a couple things I wrote down is I wanted to know about what that career is like, yeah. kind of what it takes to start that up. Like, you know, the, the kind of timeline, what it takes on a day to day, the good and the bad, right. just so people out there can kind of get a taste for that jam. Yeah. Well, if speaking and consulting is something that intrigues people listening right now, speaking the path to it is like speak in front of audiences as much as humanly possible because then people can make connections of oh they're great in front of an audience and they're good with a message and if we need an MC at an event or maybe someone to like organize a meeting or something people see you in your work which is a benefit of speaking you can see like put me on stage and people can make connections in their head of like oh I could see you in other opportunities and then asking for referrals so if anyone has deeper questions about the business of speaking just like find me on the internet i'm just blake at blake fly that's my email or blake fly on instagram send me a dm or something i love getting on the phone and just whatever i got i'll share and then on the consulting side i'm new to that right now because that's only really come to me since i've really committed to emphasize appreciation i always thought it was like weird and soft i'm like really does anyone care about this so once I've decided I'm going all in on this message, which was maybe two years ago, since then some consulting opportunities have come because it's like, hey, this is this is different. Mm-hmm. And so for consulting, I think it's try to do things that other people might think are unique, different, or innovative, because then inherently they're like, how'd you think of that? Yeah. Which is essentially consulting 101. Like, how'd you think of that? And now can can, can I pay you money to help me think that too? Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's go there. That's a great way to simplify consulting. I'd say. Right. So that's, that's it in a nutshell, but reach out to me if you're tuned in, because I'm slow at responding, but I love responding. Mm -hmm. So I would be happy to get on a phone call or online or something and we can 
former friendship, whoever's tuned in. Yeah, you must be the go-to guy in your friend group for all wedding MCs, event MCs. Yeah. I've emceed <laughs> like, a ton of weddings. You must get hit up all the <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> well, that, I think the great point there and we, that we've touched on other things is you kind of learn by doing, and the way you get all your other connections is by doing a lot of things, and then yeah. it, it blossoms out, and you're not like, okay, I'm going to learn everything about consulting and then consult. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to try consulting yep. and see what kind of happens there. And that was yeah. this whole thing we went through and it's developed into these. Yeah. Yeah. You saw the like, the let's see bones. how it goes yeah. version. And that's kind of uh, been the way Trav and I have been navigating things lately too. We mm. just kind of started doing stuff yeah. and you know, one thing leads to another and then that's amazing. Thing, things just start happening because, it's fun. because it's you're so doing fun. stuff and you're enjoying it. Yes. Right. Like we know nothing about podcasts and we thought <laughs> what could, what could come from podcasts? The mics aren't even on. The mic- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is fake. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking, we just wanted to talk with you, <laughs> no, but just doing it has led to so much, like so many connections where like they just hear that you're doing that. You hit them on a certain level and they connect you to people that you would have never had just because you're doing some weird thing. And they have a connection to that world too. And they didn't say, and then, wait, how knowledgeable are you on podcasts? Did you did you do podcasts? No school? one's asking for qualifications. No. Just do things yeah. that you're interested in. See where it goes. It right. always leads to more than sitting there and not doing it. I'll tell you that for free. And even for you guys, thank you for it being for free. And even <laughs> for you guys, like you could say, hey, we want to have conversations with people about cool stuff. And you might get like, eh, I'm busy. But if it's, hey, we're the co-hosts of the podcast called Too Many Jams. It's like way different. It lets you push down doors instead of wait outside like, can someone let us in? <laughs> can we get coffee, dude? Right. It's- so it's amazing. I really like that. And uh, to, to wrap it all up, is there any additional advice that you want to touch on or anything uh, that you want to you know, say to our audience of 20-year-olds or whoever may the be lost listening? Lost souls they are. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just think I'll end on a quote that I saw today that a buddy sent me. I might mess it up, but cool. the, the gist of it was um, people get more flowers when they're dead rather than when they're alive because regret is more powerful than gratitude. Meaning a lot of people wait until things end to appreciate what it was. So the whole point of this conversation is like, well, why don't we just appreciate stuff while it's happening with the people who we're experiencing it with? So whether you're 20, 30, 50, whatever, if you're in the twenties, I think it's an amazing lesson to learn now because no one's really doing it and therefore you stand out you are unique you are memorable and that's some pretty cool things to adopt going through the 20s in the the life creation phase of life awesome i think that's great hopefully our listeners in ecuador uh can start like we have like these like random listeners we can see where people listen (laughs) ecuador what if this message gets worldwide off this one (laughs) small episode who never know you never know but thank you so much for taking the time and it was a bit crunched yeah thanks so much blake we could do it again sometime if you want to like extend absolutely yes yeah yes cool guys thank you for sure all right so we'll uh see you next next tuesday too many jams there we go thanks so much let's hold the mics i'll take a selfie awesome